Hello, I'm Rebecca Horan and a very warm welcome to A Little Birdie Told Me, a podcast brought to you by Rollercoaster.ie. In this season, I will sit down and chat to 16 pretty interesting people to discuss pregnancy, parenting and everything in between. On this week's episode, I sit down with Courtney Smith. Courtney's a creative director, stylist and mum to Bodhi and Zen. So on the pod today, I have somebody I've known for like 95 years through various <laughs> realms. And the funniest part of it is, is actually from working in with clothes. But like I wasn't a stylist, I wasn't doing anything like that. But we were both kind of selling clothes in a shop that we, I think, both adored. So welcome today, Courtney Smith, who is a creative director, an absolute uh, inspiration to women, an entrepreneur and a mom of two. Um, and I worked with Courtney in Topshop. Yeah. Long Welcome. time ago. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Like it was mad. You were and, and Courtney was like, you're a bit younger than me. And I think you were first floor. No, I was. Yeah, I was floor. like ground. I was ground floor. And this it was, was a big deal, guys. What floor you were on? <laughs> Weren't you? Why was that so weird at the time? Because if I'm honest, the quirkies were up on the floor with the vintage and yes. the the great designers, people like Chupi yeah. and Emma Manley, like the people that were starting out were doing their stuff up there and they were actually quite established. And then there was styling and underwear, random stuff. And we were like kind of a quirky bunch, kind of crazy. And then there was the cool dudes on the ground. Would I be oh, right? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I was one of the cool dudes. Like you were sat, like Courtney would wear like tutu skirts. Yeah. And cool trainer, like you were very cool. And then there was the, the bottom, bottom floor, which was like the funksters and there was shoes and tall and a few different things. Anyway, this how does they, not matter. How do they even know to categorize us like I don't that? know if they did. I think we ended up with our tribes. So yeah. I'd only meet Courtney when I was bringing clothes down or like you'd be at the change room and, and Courtney was always a dote. This podcast is brought to you by Calpol. Is your child struggling to sleep? If so, then try using a soothing Calpol Vapor plug and nightlight, an electrical plug-in device that emits lavender and chamomile vapors to soothe and comfort babies and children, helping to promote clear and easy breathing for up to eight hours. The Calpol Night Vapor Plug and Nightlight is suitable for children from three months. Calpol Vapor Plug and Nightlight is an electrical device and non-medicine. Always read the label. But then we went in very different directions. University, I was doing journalism. Courtney was still in fashion very much mm. so. So it's been a long career yeah. so far. Yeah, and I, then I went to London and I did fashion. Oh, I didn't I, know yeah, that. I did a postgrad in London ah. afterwards. And uh, that's where I studied like fashion media in London College of Fashion. So that's kind of where I got into styling. That's I where it all began that. for me. Yeah. How long were you there? I was only there, what, I want to say like 18 months. Okay. Uh, ran out of money, as you do. Did London. you love it? Loved it. I always intended on going back, mm. um, but obviously life yeah. takes you in different routes. And I, within a year, I was on Ireland AM here and I was oh, yes. making great money. I was 21 and I was making great money and I was on TV and I was, you know, I suppose kind of thrown yeah. into the deep end of the styling industry yeah. here. And at the time as well, Everybody in my genre, everyone who's a stylist, they were more established, a little okay. bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of came in all guns blazing and I was on TV Passionate. and I was, yeah, really hungry for it. And I was like, OK, go back to London or I could use the platform that I now mm. have and really create a career here, which is what I ended up doing. Because I think there is an element in media, like I'm in media, I'm not in fashion at all, but there, in, in any part of media, there's a grass is greener thing and we do it all the time and we can't help, but I think it's a, you know, New York is where it's at and London and Dublin, it's just crap. And actually you're so right when you're being minded 
and nurtured and paid and you have a career to kind of be like, I'm just gonna, unless you really have incredible contacts, why would you throw that away just because you think you're above it? Or, you know what I mean? And I think you were very good to the people here. Like you did the exposés and the Iron DMs and you style people and you shoots and you did your other bits, but you weren't like, see you later, you know, I kind of watched you do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's almost two completely different routes, uh, I suppose, within styling alone. And I'm quite a commercial stylist and I'm, I'm very aware of that. Um, I love doing beautiful, big editorial shoots, but like I'm not the really avant-garde, fantastical. No, I'm I not. I like you are. Okay, that's so interesting. Yeah, and like, I mean, there's lots of amazing Irish stylists that do do that yeah, yeah. and have had to go abroad to make a career because they wouldn't have got that here. We don't have the magazines that, that would do that here. We don't have the brands that would do that here. So in order for them to get work, they need to be in those big cities like New York and London and Paris. For me, the work that I've been doing predominantly has been like a lot of commercial work. I would have started off working with Primark and Brent Thomas and, you know, now I'm doing campaigns for Paul Sheeran and all these different, like, like Fourth Arc, I do all of their campaigns. So I kind of do the visual side, like I come up with the creative direction for their campaigns and pull all that together. And I love doing that because you're working with a brand, you're nurturing what their vision is and... um yeah, that's the way I moved my career. But that's why working here in Ireland worked for me. But it wouldn't, it, it depends on what kind of stylist you want to be. But I do, I, like, it's interesting watching you and you're saying, like, I'm not avant-garde. Yes, you're correct. You're working with mainstream brands. But I think you always bring something different. You know, you're not doing what maybe a commercial stylist, I think, would do, actually. And yeah, you may not sorry. see that, but I think you yeah. always go where the water is or, you know, the uh, strange light or the beach shot or something. It's always different. Yeah, and it's really no. beautiful. The yeah, aesthetic is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't shoot them with a commercial brain, yeah. but I shoot commercial brands. So exactly what you're saying. But also remember, Courtney, I think a lot of stylists aren't necessarily that interested in fashion themselves. Mm. They're interested in styling people. Mm. Um, they're not all obsessed. And I think you live and breathe it. So because of that, you're kind of the muse for your own brand. And yeah. you're kind of, you're actually selling yourself as well um, because you always look fantastic. Mm. Well, I don't always. Well, you do. <laughs> and, and recently you've come, so you've, okay, so there's always a lot going on. And, you know, whether you're working with a big brand or you're doing bits at home, but there was something throughout COVID that you were nurturing that was a great success. Yes. That now you've made into this show. Yeah. So it's Closet Confidential, uh, which started during, well, it started during lockdown, but actually before that, okay. I'd been pitching it around. Okay. So I had it as an idea and I'd been pitching it into a couple of TV companies. Exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. It's an <laughs> You're exhausting process. Like, it's actually a really good idea. Like, no budget. Uh, yeah. No budget or, you know, not right now. Um, but I was actually quite far along in chats with somebody and then COVID hit. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not waiting. And like, I'm not sitting on this. It's it's a great concept. How could I do this in a way? I've got a captive audience right now. People are sitting at home. They're bored. They they need entertainment. I needed an outlet. You know, I'm used to being creative and talking about fashion. And I was like literally sitting there twiddling my thumbs. So I made it into a live series. I was doing three a week, which is actually a lot, um, <laughs> considering I went and through. And we wait for you on the Zoom, does it? <laughs> but you know, it was, but I had so, I had so much fun doing it. It was my, I'd look forward to it. It's like therapy. It really mm. was. And it was like, because I was go. I went from being so busy, like working six days a week and, you know, hustling and grinding to 
nothing. Um, so for me, it was that way. Like, you know, I used to, it would, it would take me time to, you know, message people and be like, do you want to do it? And then I'd promo it. So it was kind of just a way of keeping myself busy as well. So it was as much for me as it was for anyone that was watching. But it did grow a lovely little community. And people used to message me going, oh, I can't wait for the next one. Um, and then obviously as, you know, the levels of lockdown phased out, that audience were getting busier with their own lives. So it just naturally phased out. Uh, but I was kind of like, people still message me. Like still, like I launched, relaunched it uh, in a different format last week. But like still weekly, people were messaging me going, please bring it back. Please bring it back. I loved it. Um, so I brought it back in a YouTube and a podcast format. Um, so it's like a bit bigger, a bit bolder, definitely glossier uh, and a lot more work. <laughs> well, it's filmed. You have a videographer mm. following you. You're going to different locations with very different people's styles, right? So the aesthetic is not always going to be the same like person that you see in every magazine. There's people that we may not even know that yeah. are super fashionable. And then there's the podcast recording too. And then Zalando are on board. Yeah, Zalando are okay. sponsoring season one, which is amazing because, I mean, you know yourself when you have a podcast, you have anything to have a sponsor come on before it's a thing. But like before I have anything to show them, apart from a few screenshots mm -hmm. of the lives, um, it's great that they kind of had the the vision. Have you recorded knew. it all? Most of it. I have two episodes. How many guests go. do you have? Eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. The one thing I will say that's been quite hard is um, Bodie was meant to be in crash by now, so she's. 13 months old and I had anticipated her starting crash at 12 months but you know crashes are so busy at the moment they can't fit her in until she's about 17 this months this is some of the real stuff we want yeah. to know about yeah we so. we were I was back to work with Augusto I run the studio here Courtney and in September Simone was 13 months and her crash, crash place was moved by a year and a it was a year. year so there was oh nowhere God. else in our we had moved out of Dublin there was nowhere else. I was looking at places across the road from here um, and other places and suburbs. I was begging because we don't have, like we have lovely help, but we don't have that full-time help. Yeah. And I'm full-time, my husband's full-time. And it was an absolute, and it's, it's still a, night, a running nightmare. So I know exactly. And you are working for yourself. you got to say yes to jobs. Yeah. You were doing this. For, you're promising a client. So it's really hard. Is she in crash now? No. <laughs> what so, age is she now? She's 13 months, months now. now. Yeah, okay. So they can't get her in until she's about 17 months. But I only started filming this at around, when she was around 12 months. But I'd scheduled it all in, thinking she was starting. And I was like, do I push it out? How did you do that? I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm very privileged that I have my family close by and they have been, they've always been amazing. And I know not everybody has, has that, that. Yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah. I know how privileged, privileged I am. Uh, but my mom, my dad and Mark's mom have stepped in when I need them. And like, you know, the filming, they're, you know, half days. They're not full days. Uh, I mean, I, I did film in London, so I had to go away for two days, little things here and there. So I'm very lucky that I have family around to help. But like, it's still hard because it's, you know, you're... But it's also on your mind. It's never it not on, on your mind. mind. Like it you're never not mind. checking in. You feel like guilty. you're in with, London with Millie McIntosh, even though it's only London, got to get to the airport an hour or two before, you got to fly, you got to get there, get established, film her, get that. It's hard. Yeah. And it's, you miss them and then you're feeling guilty. And Literally, yeah. It, you know, I don't know whether you're still breastfeeding her. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. You know? Like, no, I actually, I stopped breastfeeding her at about, 
10 months yeah but it's well done it's long yeah <laughs> well <laughs> it's not as long yeah, as no, i know i didn't do that like with gia it was 11 months she was literally like repulsed by me she was like no i was like oh okay sorry <laughs> my boobs and she was no interest simone is a different kettle of fish simone yeah. is literally like addicted she loves it so i don't know she it was a huge comfort and i actually think she was getting anything out of it because the doctor was like she's a little bit small i'm like she's not eating except taking the boobs so it was a huge comfort okay. to simone um that's all it was i think and then i did a cold turkey yeah how's that don't listen to this breastfeeding advice anyone at home it was hard it was yeah. really we had to it was becoming where she would literally scream for it and that oh was gosh. too hard to listen to and then we we're trying to wean like there was a ton of stuff going on and i found the work thing hard because i would leave feeding her in the morning be really full and uncomfortable and sore in work yeah and go home have to feed her again be really tired from that like it's relent and it's hard on your body yeah and feed three times throughout the night and she was 20 20 months old so that's like you're back to newborn stage it's not yeah. normal so we it's had to just an, cut it emotionally and physically draining it was very draining physically i think i wasn't in a good place with it and jason my husband was like you got to go on that trip you're invited on i was like i can't be doing a ski trip and he goes go because a it's going to be really good for you you haven't done a trip like that in five years but b this will give us this chance and i was like she's going to be like devo but actually it's funny when you're not there and they can't smell you so yeah. one or two nights in she was chill and i was over there pumping in the toilets on a ski slope in oh France you would have laughed like it's the funniest video ever of this hack a pump yeah and everyone would slag me in my fanny pack and my friends are like you're so I'm like well I have to like release like I was yeah. in so much pain I was so scared of getting mastitis over there and just with all of that goes with that it was actually headaches first day like it wasn't easy and then I hack it hack it and by the day we were flying home I was everything had calmed down I was in a really good place I was dying to see her but of course she was desperate for it when I got home but I was like no couldn't go back yeah yeah, that's so, yeah. that's a long. I don't know how we got into that. Long, <laughs> yeah, it was long. It was long, but look. But yeah, um, it's, it is. It's like, like I mean, I only I did it for ten months, and I used to take her on set with me because which I, is great. Yeah, and I'm and so lucky that I'm in a position that I can do that. My clients were all amazing. Like I was flying her to London for shoots. Good. And it's 2023. Ha, yeah, I, but like, it, well, absolutely. But you'd be surprised. You oh. know, not everybody's okay. Always game. Mm. Um. Sorry, my clients, I'm, yeah. I was very lucky, but I have heard some stories. I can't, I can't imagine her bring, bringing her into this office, for instance, for an entire day, my baby. You know, that would yeah. not be normal. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like, I think as long as I, I, my whole thing was like, as long as I'm doing my job and delivering, then that should be enough. And I think, you know, we did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like, I don't know about you, but for me, leaving her to go and film... And like, I'm saying her specifically because Zen is in crash. He's a little yeah. bit older. He's a what little bit more. Zen? He is two and a half. Okay, two and a half. Yeah. yeah. So he's a little bit more They're still very little, I aren't know. they? You yeah. have them quite close. They're little babas. Yeah. yeah. They were like 15, 16 months yeah. apart. Yeah. Uh, not particularly planned. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm But that is, it's a small enough gap when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. To be honest, like now having done it I'm glad that yeah. was the gap because yeah. they're very close and you're in it we're in it you know it's all nappies yeah. all milk it's all at the it's same fine. time yeah. it's fine but um, I still felt for her a massive amount of guilt mm. leaving her going to film um, and then I had to kind of retrain my brain to be like no you're doing this A for me but also for her I want her to grow up why did up. you have guilt? I just kind of felt like I'm leaving her to go and pursue something that's more of a passion project. Yes, it's a job, but it's also like I've been hungry to do it for so long. And I'm like, I need to do this for me. This is the next phase in my career. This is this is it. So it was 
like I could have waited six months like there was nothing time urgent that meant that I had to do it when she was 12 months old except that I'd kind of put that time frame in my head and I'd kind of you know started producing it and things like that I absolutely could have pushed it out but for me I was like no it's next that's okay I'm gonna do it now yeah but you know like I know and I know it is but I feel like there was still an element of guilt that I was taking like I keep watching these reels keep coming up on Instagram for me it's about like you know I'm sure you see them all as well but it's like you you know cherish those little moments and all this and I literally I'm so emotional I bawl every time I see them and one of those comes up and I'm away shooting and I'm like oh maybe I should be with my baby you know and you can't help it feeds into the hormones and it makes everything worse it's like it's like those those videos or memes like you said like of uh, you know, a minder with your kid. By the way, and you're in the office with a brief on your desk and someone shouting at you. By the way, uh, Casey took her first steps today. And you're, you're like, uh, you know, it's those videos <sighs> yeah. where you're like, what? And she's like, Why yeah, look at her walk. It's like, what? <laughs> and then it's like the dad sending you a video. She said her first word, it was dad. And you're like, what? It's all this horseshit. Mm. I mean, and, and honestly, like I talk about this with my partner all the time that I think I'm a better mom personally when, you're working. when I'm working yeah. as in it, it gives me that creative outlet that when I'm home I'm home like the phone goes down Tick, and I'm yeah. yeah and I'm engaged and we're playing we're having fun and the yeah. weekends like bumped into you into you in the zoo zoo <laughs> worst day I was like got tickets for this thing and it was so wet wasn't so it wet. and yeah. actually dried up it was beautiful yeah it was it beautiful was, but it was and like those days ugh. are great because nobody's in the zoo no no there. Really like quiet. I went with like Every double, rain gear double, like we all look like condoms walking into the entrance yeah. and Courtney's there like looking really stressed, like, hi, how are <laughs> you? We're feeling didn't. hot today. But that was like, I'd never brought the girl. That's a long story. I'm a bad mom. I'd never brought the girls to the zoo, so I was bringing them there. But um, I think it's always like, I think this mom guilt, like for Gia, she was in crash at six months. Can you imagine? Like looking back now, I'm like, like she was in crash at six months because I had to go back to work. We bought a house in a really nice part of Dublin. We'd overextended ourselves six months you can go back to work there was a crash they don't do it anymore I don't think that would take her six months and I just remember the devastation of that and cycling back from my office with my pumped milk and discovering months later they never gave her that milk because she didn't she wasn't that into it but I was like virtuous I was like I'm gonna pump bring it back to her skip my lunch and that'll be a way of connecting with her she'll not no more interested she's probably having water juice formula whatever <laughs> and I had a ton of guilt over that and things weren't great and so when it took so long to have Simone and there was a lot of dramas I was like I'm taking the full year and I'm going to immerse myself in this mm. so my guilt of going back to work in September was huge because I was like I wanted her and now I'm just going to leave her so yeah I think it's always there yeah I don't think it's ever going to be chill no no I know I know it's a normal thing to feel but yeah. I, I've had to retrain myself a little bit you still feel it but I do think I'm doing this for me and for my mental health and so that I'm a better mum but I'm also doing it, obviously, for our family because, you know, I, I can bring Goodbye. financially mm-hmm. to the table and I can, you know, help us live the lifestyle that we want to live. But then on the other side of that, as a mum to a daughter, I, specifically her, I want her to see that we can fucking do it all. Well, can I say fucking? Yeah, honest? like Courtney, say- <laughs> my mum gave up her amazing career and she I think that was sad for a long time and mm. I don't think it benefited her we've th- there's three of us three girls and she gave up everything and my dad was did great he was a lawyer and he had his big career and I think that was really devastating I think that breaks a bit of you if you give up yourself yeah. 
And I think what she did teach us was like, have your own thing. I'm not telling you to go work five days for some firm or I'm not telling you to be, but ha- always yeah. have a place in the world. Because if you don't, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to be doing, like you don't have to be, we don't always have to be a huge success or milking in the money. But I think if we don't have an identity and we have kids, we get lost. Yeah. So and I, I think, think you're brilliant. What, like the fact that you're trying to do well, it I all th- and doing a really great job of it. Thank you. I yeah. feel like, you know, you spoke about identity there. I do feel like that postpartum year, the first initial year, you absolutely lose your identity. And if somebody says they don't, more power to you. I don't know how, yeah. because I feel like me doing Closet Confidential has given me a new lease of life. Do you feel not so much with Bodhi then? That, like, do you feel you're, you lost a bit of your identity the first time? Or do you feel, do you feel like it happened with both? Do you both? feel it happened? Really? But probably... Zen and then never really regained it until so and I only feel like I'm regaining it now like it was it, it was like they were so close together so like Zen was only god I can't even do the maths but he was like five months old so when no, I got okay pregnant. so okay let's backtrack to your pregnancies for a sec we'll yeah. talk about Kurgan in a minute you fell pregnant with Zen want, obviously wanted to be pregnant yeah got pregnant with Zen and for someone who has a profile in Ireland you know, we follow your Instagram, you've been on telly, you've built this great career. And like, yeah, okay, you show bits of your house and sometimes bits of your partner cooking, but we don't see everything about your home life, which is lovely. There's aspects. Yeah. And um, we see you in your home, but it's not like always, you kept that private, that pregnancy. Yeah. Now, is that fear? Is that privacy? Is that it's no one's fucking business? It's like actually, it's or what is it? A bit of everything. It was, it wasn't actually intentional. Okay. Uh, completely intentional. Um, what started off as right, I'm gonna keep, we're gonna keep it private yeah. for a while. Um, Get over the first while. Yeah, and then I was like, in my head, I was like, right, maybe we'll announce it around like eight months or nine months or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was kind of like, well, even Full six months. Mode. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I was, we were documenting the whole thing. We were going for I sea know, swims every so morning, lovely. and Mark was taking pictures of me as the grump was as the bump was growing, as the grump was bowing. Um, Sounds like me on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That. It's great. But um so we had beautiful pictures. Yeah. So I was ready to share yeah. all of these. But it's funny, something stopped you. Yeah. Mm. It was like sometimes it just wasn't the right moment. Like people I there was a lot of pregnancy annou- announcements throughout lockdown, if you remember. Mm. And it was kind of like I at one point I was like, I don't want to just be another announcement. Yeah. And it's intense. Yeah. And and when you're trying, like we were trying and losing trying, I find the pregnancy announcement sometimes really intense. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I hate to be like trigger warning, but it can it can be a lot. I can you know, I can only imagine. Like and I'm really happy for Joanna and I don't want Joanna's baby, but like, whoa, oh, yeah. Know. And I felt like there was one like literally every week, especially within that time, yeah. Yeah, within that kind of within the, the media realm. And then there was like, you know, articles going up on different websites and oh, stuff like that. They like, grab it and they're like, here's a pic yeah. Yeah. And I was kinda like, do we want that? Do we not want that? So I, we just kinda got to the point where it's like I was like, he was actually a little bit early, but I was, kinda, oh, was he? he was only a few days early, okay. but I think still up until like a week before I was due to give birth, I was like, well, we announce it now. Like it was, because I think one or two people I knew who were working on set with you had an inclination or might've, but were like, yeah. I don't know. And you can never, you can never ask yeah. someone. And oh, yeah, I, like, because when the restrictions were lifting, like I was on set doing a big campaign for Little Woods. Yes, and, I think that was it. Uh, 
I think it was like a five day shoot for the first two days people didn't realise because I was just wearing baggy clothes yeah. and you can hide it you're, you're petite yeah. anyway and then yeah. by day three someone was like hang on wait a second and I was like oh yeah I forget to tell you because I'd kind of forgotten that. not that I'd forgotten but you were in it but it yeah. was like um, so he comes early he came a few days early yeah. were, you all pre- were you all into the pregnancy how did you find being pregnant I loved every minute of it I know sorry I'm one of those no not at all I, I loved, I loved it. it Gia not so much okay. um, yeah I I yeah. Just full I, throttle you know, embraced it. Full throttle embraced it. Do you know what? I was constantly travelling. Like constantly. Like a week before lockdown happened, I was in Miami. Okay. I, it was, I was constantly on a plane. And I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning, every morning, six days a week. I'd go training. I'd go work. I was doing film. Like on Life was TV. full. Full on. Okay. And I remember saying to Mark one day, we were walking the dog and I was like, oh my God, I wish it everything could just pause so I could catch up. I'm playing catch up and everything. I can't, like, I can't actually catch my breath. And then, obviously, lockdown happened. And it was like, and I know, obviously, there was a lot of horrific, you know, things that happened as well. But for me, it was that one opportunity that slow down. It was like the world had said, okay, you you finally get to slow down. And I kind of relished that time, that really slow time I was having naps couldn't tell you the last time I had naps and obviously I was tired because I was pregnant going for really long leisurely walks on the beach with my dog with my partner Uh, at the beginning of lockdown my best friend was staying with us Darren as well and like I got to spend the most amazing uh, couple of months with him and then he subsequently passed away a year later so I will never never get that back yeah so I have to look back at that time and be like I grew my firstborn I spent the most amazing time with the people I loved the most. It was, I can see your eyes. Well, oh, I'm really upset for you, it's, yeah. I won't get into that, but I know that that's been heartbreaking for yeah, you. Yeah, it was. And you've huge gratitude for the time you spent with him. Huge And like, I've, we've all had people close to us over the years that we've lost, but like, I also know that he was um, your bestie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he was a, a, a huge, huge yeah. part of my life. And yeah, so I was like, it was it was this slow, sacred time yeah. that I was get like I think if I was pregnant with Zen with my firstborn in the life that I was having beforehand, mm. I don't think I would have stopped and appreciated yep. it the way that I did. And I was just so calm. in tune and calm. Were you worried about work? Like, or did that just not was it just that you were embracing all this beauty of life, like you this house now? You live by the sea. You were enjoying like good cooking, good times. Like, was it that you were really relishing all that stuff that you weren't panicking about work? Or did you kind of go, when is this going to come back? Like, when is, are we ever going to go back to having careers? Is this world of... I think I was trying to put such a, maybe overly so, but I was trying to put such a positive slant on everything because Mm. it was a scary time. It was, of course it was. I'm not, I don't mean to like, you know, paint it with this, oh, it was the most beautiful time in the world. Of course it was scary as well. I was growing a baby and I didn't get to see my mum you know what I mean I didn't get to see my best friends or my sister like I didn't have that I had Mark and Darren yeah. there initially and then Mark but I didn't have the support network that most people usually have when they're pregnant didn't get to do any of the classes baby yoga or anything like that yeah, yeah. yeah so like I missed out on a lot so I I definitely made the most of the situation are you a very positive person yeah, I yeah. annoyingly probably like you um, err on the side of yeah, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, always actually, and I definitely did that 
throughout I was like right what are the positives we have here I'm growing a baby we get to spend all this extra time together we get to nest because when you work for yourself like growing a baby and mat leave just ain't a thing no it's like hustle hustle so you actually had to slow down and then afterwards you probably got to enjoy yeah yeah um and then even like I mean the when Zen was born it had gone back labor Um, if you want yeah it feels like such a blur to be honest I gave birth in Hollis Street um and Honestly, so what he came a few days early, you went in. Yeah, like my water's broken home. So Mark had started going back to the office um, and he got up really early, like like 4.30 or something to go into the office. And I started having a few cramps and I went into the bathroom and I, I had the Hollywood uh, yes. moment. Me you know too, the, it's yeah. about which I was like, wow. It was like, oh, it actually, yeah, there's a thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so weird, isn't it? So bizarre. Strange sensation. Very it's not much. gross. It's just so weird. Yeah. Um, so I was, <laughs> I got into the I shower. I wanted it. I was like, I've seen all <laughs> yeah. these films. I hope I get, I didn't get it with Gia. But I w- got into the shower and I decided to wash my hair. I was like, this would be lovely. You know, you read things like, okay, so don't rush in. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all this sort of stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll go wash my and hair. And you weren't in pain. No, no, I was. A but bit, like, okay. well, I was very. It was in the early stages of it, so it was like it was just intense. Uh, so I washed my hair, and I, I sorry, told Mark obviously, and he was like, "Oh, I'll come home straight away." Like he'd only just left, and I was like, "No, do you know, what? I think we're fine for a while. You go do some work." <laughs> and then by the time I got out of the shower, I was like, "Mess him, come get home now!" Like it was, it, it, it came wow. in quite, I thought, quite quick su- succession. Um, and when he got home, I was like. On the floor, oh, GHG in my hair. You. He was like, What are you doing? What are you I was like, doing? I want nice hair. Could you not have gone in with it wet? Oh, God, Courtney. No, I was like envisioning my, my house of vanity of this photo. stylist. Oh, God, love you. <laughs> so I went so in with a full on great hair. That's hair. a um, But anyway, then we went in and honestly, a lot, sorry, actually, before we went in, I hobbled across the road in the throes of. <laughs> Same as me and Gia. I stayed at home to labour at home because I was like, I'm not gonna. And then I went in and full throttle, seven yeah. centimeters dilated. Horrendous. Ran across the road to get a picture of sunrise because I was like, well, this is a moment. Oh I my want. god, you're off your rocker. Mark, you're off your. The what's horn. wrong with us? Because I literally was like, I couldn't. I, like, I literally stopped in the middle of the road because I was like, oh Jesus, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, running across the road. Bloody show yeah. for anyone who's not acquainted with that everywhere. Like horrendous. I don't know what was it, but I do have a beautiful photo of someone oh, on the morning. If Sam had come on that road, he would always say, My mom was just really into pit. Like, Jesus. I really like sunrises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, the rest of it is quite. Is he quite quick? Blur. quick? He was very yeah. quick. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, like, I, I, he'd arrived by, I think, 1 p.m. Wow. Yeah. So that's quite quick. That's isn't really it? quick. Yeah. This is exactly this is exactly like Gia. It was like, yeah. Jay, don't worry about coming home and having popcorn with the dog on the couch. It's just period type pains. And I was like all zen and doing my hypnobirthing. And then things got horrendous. Yeah. To the point where I was like cursing him. It was like something out of a movie. I was like, let's get into the car. Going I remember going through Ranala and there was a bumps on some kind of like I think Dartmouth Square. And I was literally like, What the hell? He's like, I'm not even doing anything. I was like, that pain it was so intense. Yeah. And then just dragging our shit across to Hollis Street, illegally parking, and there was a pregnancy ball, a candle, a fan, my bag, shit that I never used for anyone. I never used this stuff. <laughs> Got in there, yeah. and your woman's like, "It's first time. You probably just need to pee on a pad," because I'd say you're not even. And when I peed on the pad, she's like, oh, "We'll bring you up and have a look." And then I was seven centimeters, and I think they were like, because they thought that I was crying wolf, that I was just like, Ooh, I think they, I'm yeah. so delicate. 
I was in agony. And then she came quick, yeah, just yeah. like that. I didn't have a chance to think. I knew she was co- he was coming quick because it was still locked down. So they were only letting the partners in when you were physically oh, yes, in yeah, labor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they brought me up to the room and I was like, I, I would have, I thought I had quite a high pain threshold and they brought me into the room anyway. And I was like, um, so let me know what I need to, they were like, oh no, no, he needs to come up now. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing so this kind exciting. of thing. Um, and I, there was a bit of a uh, commotion because I was private. I went private. I think for me, I went private because I was so, like while everything was trying to be positive, I was also very anxious because Mark couldn't come into anything. Like oh yeah, same. So, we went private because I was anxious. It's yeah. not like we could afford it. I just wanted to. No, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm really glad we did because yeah. it's important to state that to people because I don't think it's some secret club. Like private is is a expensive choice. Yes. People that go semi have a great experience. People who do domino have a great experience. I've actually had people who've had better experiences sometimes. But if you go private and you love your consultant, it can be great. But it, yeah. it ain't ain't cheap. No. Yeah. It's really yeah. not. Uh, for me, I was kind of like, well. If Mark isn't allowed into the birth, because when we were when we first got pregnant, the partners weren't even allowed in at the birth. Yeah. And I was like, I want one friendly face there. That was my my Yeah, yeah, that you kind know. Of, yeah. I was like, so I want to see like the person who is helping me. I want to know them. I don't want it to be a room full of strangers. Did you love your consultant? I loved her. Rona. Rona Mani. Oh, Rona Mani. Yeah, she's amazing. Fantastic. Um she was absolutely amazing. And what had happened was we Yeah, so what they went looking for her and all of a sudden, the his his heart was dropping, and there was like there must have been about ten people in the room. They had another doctor all suited up, ready to go. There was like you know three or four midwives, and there just seemed to be a lot of commotion. They were keeping me not really filling me in on what was going on, um, but then it was very much a push for getting the baby out, and he he did come quite quickly. But I assumed having never given birth before that that was normal that there was like 12 <laughs> people in your room so when I gave birth to, Bo- to Bodhi like, where it, was, the team? it was literally two midwives yeah. and I was like I, literally they were like okay we're going to give it a push and I go do not have to wait for everybody that's what he said <laughs> and they were like what do you mean and I was like the last time there's like 12 people here and they were like crazy. no you're just going to push babe did like, you ever find out why they were so worried or what happened with the yeah they said afterwards just his heart rate was dropping so in case they had to do a season yeah, yeah or I think well I don't really like they didn't actually go Scary, into it they though. were just his heart rate kept dropping they were like we need to get him out now so they did sorry they did say that the next step was going to be an emergency C-section. So that, that's why they were like, push now. It's scary, isn't it? But Rona made it in in like split second. It was like one of those kind of superhero moments, like literally slid into the they're, room, they're gloves incredible, on and go. They? But they're incredible. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you say each time they're incredible. It's like they do that all the time. I know, but it is the most <laughs> like, incredible My baby thing. was the most special. And he said that this baby and Jason's like, She's just giving rid of for it. This poor, kid, this poor <laughs> yeah. baby's today. I'm like, yeah. So you have this little Zen. Great name. Mm, thank you. Very much inspired by... I suppose our pregnancy because it was so quiet and it was so zen and I was trying to meditate in the mornings and I was doing like cacao ceremonies. I was trying to do all the things yeah. that I could possibly but do it to make a positive birthing as yeah. much as possible. So we kind of had it in our heads already and it just made sense when he was born. Okay, his, preg- his the birth wasn't very well, zen, but you know, nothing's ever <laughs> nothing's ever seamless and perfect. But you yeah. talk to it, it seems like a little duck to water, like you were there with this baby and it was really sweet to see you. I feel like, you know, I know that you're not like in your 20s, but I feel like you're a really young person and you're, you know, but you just, 
took to it like you were so sweet it was such a natural thing and yet I'd always seen you as this big stylish career woman and then suddenly you were this maternal it was really lovely to see this change it was really cute um and you really took to it and then there was this like and then there was Instagram another one post. <laughs> yeah but I think you announced it and did you find your followers who I know are there for the content stuff a bit like oh my god or was it quite chill and nice and embracing no well very embracing but I think but was anyone like finding in Alice no, 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 I think Good. a lot. most people just respected it. Good. And I think people really were like, well, fair folks. Yeah. Well done. And then you did then the same. Did you know you were pregnant with Bodhi quite early? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm one of the, like, I knew I was pregnant. Like, I feel like I know I'm pregnant. Like, okay. Immediately. I know people say that's not possible, but no, I'm no, like, no, no. Literally the next morning, I'm like, you know, I'm that hungry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. And, I mean, Zen was only five months old, so it was very quick. That's intense. I know, I know. Um, That's so intense. Wow. Yeah. So, How like, did you find being pregnant with a little baba? That was harder. Yeah. Like, so it was also, like, you know, a bit busier with a baby. Work was picking up a little bit as well. Um, so that was a little bit harder. But I think the hardest part was when we lost Aaron. So you're going through a trauma while you're pregnant. Were you yeah. pregnant with her? Yeah. I was, I was six months pregnant with her when he passed away. So that oh, was that's just flattening you. Or? Yeah, that was that was the hardest part to be honest because it's really hard to be happy about something when you're so sad. Like I just took I took like three months off work, which I just really couldn't afford to do. But I was just like I was just not emotionally with it or there. And you have to get up because you've got a baby, and I like I had to get up for Zen. But like, honestly, if he wasn't there, I don't know how I would have got Thank God for the kids. I yeah. sometimes say that about trauma. Like, thank God you had so much reason. Yeah. Or I think it would have been hard for you and your partner. Like, you would have just... Yeah. He was that. amazing. Um, And I know that's, you know, what they're there for. But like, it, it was also his friend. Yeah, I was going to say he was you know also what I mean? sad. Um, but he, he obviously, I suppose, had to just be my support system. So it, I'd say it probably was quite hard for him to even be able to grieve because he... Didn't want picking to, you up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was really hard. Like, so the 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 last trimester in particular was just tough. And then, like, I'd already like we'd only actually he passed away. When he passed away, we'd just been out for dinner at their house, like literally two three days beforehand. And I'd asked him to be Bodhi's godfather, and we were talking about the names that that we wanted and everything. So, like, knowing that I was about to give birth. And he was so excited about that, I so presume. So excited, yeah. yeah. And he was amazing with Zen. Um, so I have beautiful photos of like him he and wanted Zen. to be here with you guys for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And we had, we had plans, we had life plans, you know? Like, we used to talk about what we'd be doing when we were 80 years old. So it's, yeah, it's losing a limb. And so grieving and giving birth at the same time, I wouldn't wish it on anybody because this momentous, happy occasion... And like, obviously you're full of hormones as well. So like, it was amazing giving birth to her. And obviously like, you're just so in love. But then, you know, the quiet bit afterwards when everybody else leaves and you're in the room on your own and it's, you know, it just stopped because it just, yeah, it is lonely. And like, you're looking after a baby, but you're also full of these emotions. And like, he was one of the first persons, sorry, that I've, messaged when Zen was born so I didn't get to do it with her did you text into the abyss did you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still message yeah I still send voice messages which I know some it's people it's really important no I think that's yeah important. some people think you know it's probably time to stop but 
No. We used to just voice message every day. So I think it's a really nice way to keep, yeah. yeah. He's listening somewhere. He is, of course. Like, yeah. you're very bright. Like, Courtney, it's really hard. Like, it, life is mad in so many ways. But you've got someone that's like your little life partner. He's your soulmate. Totally different to your actual partner. Yeah. And you lose that person when you're going through a pretty massive stage. Like, I think pregnancy, I think we... We take it for granted. Pregnancy, birth, um, the baby days. Like, I'm just telling you there about breastfeeding Simone that long. That was actually crippling. Like, I could yeah. be like, Blase, it was crippling. And you were doing all that while your heart was broken. And yet you're trying to be, like, full of joy for Bodhi. Yeah. And grateful and hashtag blessed. And you're broken, you <laughs> yeah. know. And you do, all we can do is get on with it, pick ourselves up. But it's not easy. No. Do you think and it's changed it's every... your life? Oh. Yeah. Without a doubt. Because every milestone, like every single milestone, Zen's first birthday, like, you know, her first birthday. How do you kind of get through, like, how do you, obviously you have to fall to pieces sometimes, it's completely normal to do that, but how do you navigate, like, how do you feel, if you're not doing therapy, if some people can't afford it or not interested in therapy, or some people aren't, and I know you've spoken about this before with Georgie, but like, how do you, is it really just survival or do you navigate it quite well? Are you good? Do you have the tools? I did do therapy. I did grief okay. therapy, which I found really helpful um, to a point. I stopped doing it just after Bodhi was born because I didn't have time to do it. On, honestly, like finding an hour a day. To be talking oh, sorry, about sorry, an hour yeah, a week. Yeah. Like, it's also draining. Yeah, it is. Um, I talk about him a lot. Uh, like, and w- without crying. So like we just talk, like he he's he's almost like an everyday part of our conversation. He's photos everywhere. Like Zen knows who he is. Zen points up and says, you know, Uncle Dar. So we talk about him like he's here and we talk about him, you know, very much as part of the family and memories and all that sort of stuff. And I actually find that quite cathartic because it's, it's, he's still a part of our life that way. Um, and his, his partner, Mark, is Bodhi's godfather here on earth. So, you know, we keep that connection together and we, we talk about him and we celebrate him. And, you know, Mark set up a, a like a charity in his name and we're just we just Do you find it hard his... to be with Mark sometimes because it reminds you or is it OK? Do you find sometimes it's a bit too too much? No, I actually really enjoy being in his company because it's yeah, yeah. And like he's a huge part of our family. He always was anyway, but like. I, and I, I think he feels the same. Like we spend a lot of time together. So, um, and he's amazing with the kids. And it's really sad. Yeah. It's yeah. really, I'm really sorry for your loss. Um, I feel like grief. I feel like in our parents' day when perhaps grandparents were dying younger and things were a lot different, you know, it's sad when you think back to them having babas and their mom was dead or their dad had just died and they had to give birth and they'd known to help. And I feel like all that trauma is really hard and like we don't ever deal with it. So it's like this generational thing. And I know Sarah McGinn, she has a podcast. She was yeah. talking about how her mom passed away, I think the week before she gave birth or the week her, to her first child. And she was like, here I was in a hole and then I'm giving birth. Yeah. And it's like... And that is just you've to kind of like, oh, you have a beautiful baby. And it's like, oh, I'm just dealing with this thing. And how how do you think you adapted with Bodhi or was it just like all hands on deck? Like you just needed a ton of support. Uh, it was very much all hands on deck. Um, I, I think I retreated a little bit into myself, if I'm honest. Like, I think I was very much like my little family. Yeah. Here we are. And you're protective of Darren, which I love. Yeah, very much. Um, you know, I share him. I share him on on social media because I love 
to show the world how amazing he was. But there's a lot I don't share as well because I want to, you know, very much keep those. You also don't want the media, yeah, to be like grabbing another. Like there's just enough that's been going on with that that it's actually like it's not. It's about the lovely stuff, but I don't want to give too much of him away because yeah. then someone might take the picture and like. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a a roller coaster of a couple of years, you know. So, and and like. Yeah, it, Did I you don't ever even... think it would be like this, like when you were like going into the pregnancy with Zen, COVID, and then having a second child in quick succession, and then the loss of like, did you ever foresee that life would be like this? No, no it's I, crazy. And like, I feel it's a weird one because I feel incredibly blessed and lucky, and then I feel like life has cheated me at the same time. It's a very strange place feeling because I'm so grateful. I'm I like. I've got two incredible kids. I've got a beautiful home. I've got a career I love. And then... It's like, fuck you. Yeah, there's just that that one, like that thing there, that big, big thing. And it's like, did I take it for granted at the time how lucky I was? Like, as in, if Darren hadn't passed away, I had it all. I had no, it all. No, I don't think you... It didn't seem like you took it for granted. I don't yeah. think that's how life works. I don't, it's like our parents, like we love them to death. Do, the, do we tell them all the time? You're No, usually we're like, can you pick up the baby? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like do something happens, favor. are we assholes? No, like no. that's not how life... Should this morning Jason sent me a photo of an iron print on a really nice rug we have upstairs because I left <laughs> the iron on it and he's like, you're like the kids. Imagine something happened and that's our last... But that's life. Like that's life. That's real life. And I was like, I'm not like one of the kids that's really patron. And then, like, and then it's like X in the next mess. You know, that's... Yeah. What do we act like we're grateful all the time it's not possible you know no no you're tr- yes true but it, it is it does make it does make life like not tricky is the wrong word but I feel I do feel incredibly grateful incredibly lucky and I try and live that way every day like when I did Georgie's podcast we spoke about like she was asking me how I'm grateful and I was like I try to find the good in the little moments every day and I genuinely you have to. do mm. that's what I do mm. so like it might not be every moment of every day but there's definitely something beautiful in every day and that's what I try and do so um that's the kind how of how do you parent are you into it I, yes it's okay a bit, it's a bit trickier with a uh <laughs> a two and a half year old he's um he's definitely knows how to push the buttons now but he's do you know what it's a fun do you age. feel like there's a difference in gender so do you think that's a thing because people are like oh no it's all the same like boys and girls are different right yes yeah yeah I think so he is I, do you know what? Like he's a character, but he's though. busy. Oh, he is busy. Mm. There's there's always something going on, okay. but like I love this age. I know people say like terrible twos. Like no, I love this age. I love eighteen love months to this age. All of it. Like I find the tiny baby thing as much as I'm like it's so romantic. It's really hard. So yeah. this is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I like the tiny baby. I actually love the first like three months. And then it's like someone take over for yeah. three months. Yeah. I'm so tired. The first three months I'm really into. Like I love that little. I'm just gonna stay here and just nurture and feed and that I can like I can get down with and then the next few months I find incredibly hard the sleep deprivation oh, all of that like that intensity intense. of the emotions yeah. yeah and all the hormones and all that sort of stuff um but then this age with Zen like Bodhi's just at the stumbly half walky age which I, is very cute but she's very clingy like she's absolutely obsessed with me which I love okay. but like it's very hard to leave so I'm like 
you know, tiptoeing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if she's with like, you know, her nana yeah. or her granny or whatever, it's very cute. it's all about me. Yeah, it's very cute. I kind of love it. Um, but, someone full blown snogs me, like Wesley <laughs> yeah. kisses me, like this tongue and like, and love it's it. always like no data, bold data. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I'm like, love this, <laughs> yes. love. And Jason, like, you're feeding into this horseshit. It's but very yeah, sweet. It's a fun age. Like, so he's, he's at the age where he'll, you know, just have little conversations and tells me if he doesn't like things, but he's like, no, mama. No, and like, I know, it's, just, it's all so yeah. cute. Um, and he just entertains me. The stuff he comes out with, he's like, more bubbles, more bubbles. It's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll give you more bubbles, all right. Sounds like you on a night out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you see yourself with two kids? Does this the, is this the plan with you and your partner? Or are you like, whatever, so we'll see what happens. We're kind of, yeah, go with the flow. I would say the grandparents are listening going, please. Oh, no, I mean, did you ever see yourself with two kids? No, I don't mean... Um, are there more? How's your sex life, Courtney? Um, again, you yeah, kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Like, we, we always discussed kids. Okay. Like, I was very much... I suppose there was a definitely a period in my life when I was, like, career gal that I was like, I don't know, I could probably, you know, we have a nice life, traveling the world, going to nice restaurants, da da, da. So I, it was definitely a conversation we had to have. We didn't just kind of... Fall into it. Fall into it, you know. Um, Zen wasn't expected, but... Okay. Like, so we, we didn't plan him, per se. But, but you were happy we, enough that you were getting pregnant, yeah. 100%. We were, like, sorry, we were together a long time, and we, we at that stage, we'd said that we were definitely going to have kids. Okay. It was just a matter of when. Um, but it was a conversation that I think most couples need to have. It's because a, it was one that changed. Like, it, it, it was initially... Maybe, maybe we won't, you know. Has maybe. it changed your relationship? Did you find there's been ups and downs or not? Are you pretty... Are you pretty zen? Uh, we're a pretty solid crew. I think we parent really well together. We're both, I think one of the most important things is that we're both completely on the same wavelength. So, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, in terms... That's rare. Yeah, because, you know, parenting styles differ, but we definitely, we parent the exact same way. We have the same train of thought when it good. comes to things. Um, and I think that makes things a lot I don't want to say easier because parenting isn't easy, but uh, more seamless. Because um, that's hard when you both have a different, like there's someone stricter or someone more chill about something or so. Like that's tricky. Yeah. yeah. It's the butting heads. It's the, but it's also just exhaustion and hormones and wanting to get, I remember the competitive nature of like, he gets to go for a run and I'd be sitting on the couch. Oh, sorry. That still happens. Yeah. I yeah. found that, that it's the competition for time. Like she'd be, Simone was 12 weeks old. And as much as I loved sitting there eating dark chocolate and breastfeed, I was a bit like, where are you going? And you get to wear whatever you want because you're figure and just that silly competitive of, t- you know, yeah. which then you're like, Why? oh, you got 30 minutes to work out. Good for you. Like, and it is that you do with that kind it's of sarc- sarc- yeah. sarcastic tone. Yeah. That's very much a, a certain phase. Of oh, no. The, oh, no, no. It's all phases. But, then you forget about that. You're like, how did we come through that? I was yeah. such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like in the mornings, it was like last night was hell. He's like, but you should wean her off the boob and then I'll help you. They're like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. And he's like, well, why are you so cross then? And even now he's having to do the odd night that she'll wake, which hasn't really been purpose. He's just, it's happened. And he'll be like, God, I'm acting like, really once? Once? <laughs> yeah. I did like, I did that for 18 months. You know, it is such a competitive, but then the fun moments are, are fun and beautiful and yeah. special and the calm and the, and when they're playing, I think the sibling thing is beautiful because when they're starting to play and enjoy each other and yeah, and they just laughs. They're at just at that phase now. Like I mean, Bodhi can't really do much, but like she's purely entertained yeah. by Zen. They'll be very jumping close. around. They're very close. He's very cute. I come down uh, in the mornings if I, I I'll usually bring him down first and get him some milk and like you know clean his nappy and stuff, and then I'll go up and get her. And as I come down, he's now waiting with her bottle at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> he's gonna adore her. Is that not the cutest that thing? That is so cute. Every time I come down now, he's like. Did you have a brother? 
Uh, I have an older sister. Oh, you, oh, you have an older sister. Yeah. yeah. No, but you didn't like, he's going to be obsessed yeah. with her. Yeah. Big brother. Uh, best big brother. So. How are you now? We'll finish on a note of like, how are you in everything in your life? Like, I, I'm, I, I'm loving your, I'm mad about fashion, but I'm loving your Closet Confidential videos because I feel like they're no, if anyone hasn't seen them, they're not like, and 30 minute videos are cool too, but like for me, they're just this chunky little 10 digestible piece, yeah. nicely edited. And then like interesting people, because Millie, you would have expected her to have like, I don't know, a pristine wardrobe. wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. And it was just this really like not ordinary because her style is obviously um, beautiful and high fashion, but like just chill. How yeah. she had it presented to you, which I loved. And, you know, the next one again, I didn't know this person and she was awesome and that was kind of important yeah, I want, like, I like I've got that. some really big well known names no, and I like then I that. wanted people that I want to be the tastemaker of telling people who to follow in terms of like these people are incredibly stylish if you don't know about them you should follow them well remember a lot of these people have been done by so many people before right they're yeah. always on something right there and that's great and they are a name for a reason but there's nothing nicer than discovering yeah. and that's what you're doing too so well done with that thank you um, it's on drops on Sundays which is a perfect time for it to drop but you've got that you're obviously busy yeah how are you I'm good I'm honestly good like somebody asked me that recently and I feel like I've gotten into a bit of a flow now uh don't want to like you know yeah I wouldn't say work-life balance but I would say you know I have a nice flow I've got a you know a, a bit of work you know I'm dipping into it I've got the closet confidential that is like my passion project as well but I have yeah I'm really happy I am really happy doesn't mean that there's not bad days but in general I'm very do you very think happy. you're brave do you think you're one of the brave ones like you work for yourself you've always made it work do you think that's brave or is it just who you are were you never really going to work for the man it's just who I am yeah. at this age. I mean, like, I'm 16 years self-employed. I don't think I could work for somebody now. I think they'd probably kill me. They kicked me out after a week because I'd be too bossy. <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I think I'll always be self-employed. My dad was self-employed my entire life growing up. And he had a, he had an office in the back garden before anybody oh, did no those. So, like, he was very much involved. He, like, he was a very hands-on dad. Um, so, I feel like maybe that's part of... You know, I liked the idea of that work-life balance of, you know, being there for breakfast and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy and I'm busy. So I like being busy. <laughs> and follow Courtney's mum over the hill. She's, oh, she's just fab. so cute. She's on Instagram as well and she is fab. <laughs> Courtney Smith, it was so important for me to get you in here. I wanted to chat to you about everything. Keep doing what you're doing. And like there's another conversation to be had down the line about social media because you show your kids, but you don't show your kids. And yeah. that's something that's obviously been completely just like it's a complete purpose. Now, I don't put my kids on the grid, but I do put them on stories and there's no reason nobody needs to see them. But I just obsess with them. Do you know what it, well, my I gave husband you a qu- hates social well, I gave media. You a quick little like, yeah, my partner is the same. He He's just not social he's not media. No, he's not. Um, it, it's, it's kind of twofold. A, it's that kind of that privacy, privacy thing. But also like a few years back, by five years ago, I actually had my identity stolen and a false account set up on Facebook. Um, And at the time, I obviously didn't have kids, but my little nephew, Logan. And I used to see him every week, take loads of photos, put them everywhere. All of those images were taken. Yeah, put up onto a Facebook account. It was a Bitcoin account. They had thousands of followers, like tens of thousands of followers. Yeah, they were making money off it. This woman had a a different name. Logan had a different name. It was her son. It was really bizarre. So they created this entire online profile and they were doing Bitcoin 
trading on it. So they were making money as well. And it took me a really long time to get it shut down. And it made me incredibly uncomfortable because of the power of what people can do. And that's like the least kind of invasive they could do. Like there's a lot worse things. And, you know, we just decided from the get-go that our kids' faces would never be put onto social media from, from, like, you know, that kind of probably started it. But I think, you know, we've all seen the stories and I just, it's just not. And you know, they banned it in France. Putting kids up. So as in, because kids in their teens are suing their parents? Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Years later. So they've banned, so they've said, if you do that, you're, so like, I'm all like, oh, because, you know, Gia's now recognizable. I would never put her on the grid, but I can put a few stories. I swish up into it. But of course you can save those down. But I'm just like, oh, I'm not big on a profile. It doesn't matter. But it's funny how you do these things. You don't know why you do it, but you're like, it's because they're cute. But who is it helping? Yeah. It's just odd. Like, yeah. oh, I share me. them and people are like, oh, it's cute and heads ears. And then I get into chats with a girl I haven't seen in ages. And I love, I love the chats. Like, yes. And I like that about social media, the engagement. But my husband is completely adverse. I don't even think he's thinking about the dark web or sin- um, sinister stuff. I think he's just like, they don't need to be on it. They won't thank you for it. I would have killed my mom. Yeah. If I think back now when she shows Jason photos of me butt naked <laughs> with jam on my tummy and like looking creepy, like I'm like, why are you showing? Like I would, yeah. have, I would have. So we, yeah, you're. I think we can I'm learn. Sorry, we d- can learn a lot. Don't get me wrong. I would love. My kids are so freaking cute. I would love to put them. <laughs> but up. we see the bit. We see yeah, your interactions. We back, see them. Pl- you don't need to see them. I keep buying outfits that look cute from the back. <laughs> but it means no one will ever. There was a girl on this podcast who has a profile, but she's not like you know million followers or anything. And she said she stopped showing her son on Instagram because she went to a local playground and a woman was like, "Oh, there he is." There's whatever his name is, um, Ben. And she's like, she's like, I follow him. And she said she found that so weird. weird. And yeah. she's not like huge. You know, she's got a profile in business and she's awesome, but she just said it freaked her out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even draw the line there. We draw but the she's line. Like, Sorry, Ben, she... that I was like showing you ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I just think, I mean, like each their own. I actually love looking at other people putting their kids up. Um, but it's just something we always said from the get go. That's something we, it was again a discussion that we had about like how, again, how we were going to parent or how we were going to deal with this. Because I do have a following on social media and I do, you know, you know, sometimes I'll put something up and it'll go up onto a website. And I was like, okay, so if I put p- pictures of my kids up, is it going to go up? That's out the there thing. Places, you know, can, you like know? you put it up, it's slightly, unfortunately, a bit of it. Not a free for all, but like if I, when I was writing stories digitally years ago and I want a nice pic that I'll take of you posing in an Instagram pic to go with this nice byliner, and you've put up one maybe when you had Bodie or you put a play, that could be used. Yeah. And I'm not saying you couldn't say, could you please, and most people are super decent, yeah, they will course, take it down. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. And it's funny because people think, people think like, I, like I don't want my kids photographed. Like I was, I brought Bodie to the Brian Thomas fashion show because mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't get childcare, and I was like, oh, first fashion show, Brian Thomas, not bad yeah. for her. And uh, I brought her along anyway. And the, one of the photographers was like, can I take a photo of you? Like, and I was like, yeah, I'd love a little photo with my daughter at yeah. the fashion show. But I think people think that I don't want them. But like, I was like, that's different. That's like, okay. You know, that's totally. It's just that's I don't a want viral to viral moment. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's for you. Um, but yeah. Thank you for coming on, Courtney Thank Smith. You, you are a very interesting. Um, I don't know. You're not not that you're complex, but you've so many different sides oh, okay, too. And I love that. <laughs> I think you're just you've got so much going on. And like all the women on this on this series, and I'm honoured to have spoken to you. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Calpol. Is your child struggling to sleep? If so, then try using a soothing Calpol vapor plug and nightlight an electrical plug-in device that emits lavender and chamomile vapors to soothe and comfort babies and children 
helping to promote clear and easy breathing for up to eight hours. The nightlight emits a soft light to help comfort your child and guide you in the room so that you don't disturb your sleeping child. The Calpol Night Vapor Plug and Nightlight is suitable for children from three months. Calpol Vapor Plug and Nightlight is an electrical device and non-medicine. Always read the label. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Little Birdie Told Me. And if you did, it would be wonderful if you could subscribe to the podcast.